Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Whatever, it's Chicago. People can deal with it. It's ambient noise. Yeah. It sets the mood. Right. If you don't know what living in a city is like, now you do. Sure. <laughs> sort of. Maybe. Because of just the noises that right. happen all the time yeah. outside. And my iced coffee. And clinking like of iced That's coffee. That's going to be so annoying. And I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. Welcome to the Feeny Call. Hello. Uh, my name is Skylar. I'm Megan. And today we're talking about uh, season one, episode 13. She loves me. She loves me not. First, Megan, real quick. How was your day? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, woke up. I got to sleep in. Today's my day's off. Days oh. off. Today is my day off, mm-hmm. singular. Watched some Boy Meets World, as you do, and uh, went to therapy and came back, and here we are. So I'm just emotionally available all over the place Good. now. What a healthy day. Right? That's exciting. Very uh, self-mentally healthy day. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I woke up and I went to work, played some guitar for some toddlers, and uh, now we're here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a pretty day. Normal day. Pretty average stuff. Don't Pretty you average stuff. Start your day by playing. Uh, what did we play today? What was today? Oh, I was jazz crooners. So oh. all I some. picture is Phoebe playing for the kids in Friends when she's like, "Oh, yeah. and the farmer shoots them up, and <laughs> that's how we get hamburgers." <laughs> no, no, no. Today we we played uh, Minnie the Moocher and yes. Beyond the Sea and Aww. La Vie en Rose and the Wheels on the Bus. Four songs in Staples. our song. Show today. <laughs> Staples. And our song show. Staples. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I guess we'll talk about the episode. Um, I guess we must. I suppose so. I believe it's your turn. All right. It is my turn. Here we go. Okay. So, basically, they're all sitting in class, whatever. Eric comes in and he's like, I'm going to tell you all about high school. And they're like, what? And so he's like, here's all the details about what's going on. You're going to want to be cool. So you're going to want to hang out in the parking lot. You're going to want to dress nice. And everyone's like, wow, junior high sounds great. And then later, Eric goes home and Mr. Feeney's like, dude, you fucked it up. You need to talk about the real shit to them. And he's just like, okay, fine. So he goes back and then he talks about uh, drugs and alcohol and the peer pressure that they're going to face. And um, then it's time. I feel like that was such a small part of the episode, but. I mean, you got the Eric arc down. Yeah. I don't, it's hard, it's hard to say what the A plot and the B plot really is in this episode, I guess. It kind of revolves around that, but at the same time also just dealing with their. Yeah. It feels like the A plot is the is the Topanga and the that she falls in love with Eric mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but falls in love. Has a crush on quote, Eric. Quote, has a crush on Eric. Uh, and that the Eric and Feeney stuff is the B plot, but it is the more interesting plot. This is an interesting episode for me because I am disappointed in Topanga in this episode. There are mm-hmm. moments where I feel as though she stays true to herself. For example, mm-hmm. in the first scene when she says something along the lines of like People who judge by appearances are shallow and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously is to set up for the fact that Eric walks in and she's instantly in love with him without actually knowing him, mm-hmm. of course. However, I then mean... they're sitting on the couch and Eric's having this long conversation with her and she's like, I don't have to be smart. Right. And I was like, no, Topanga, this is everything that you've set yourself up for and worked so hard for. And this is, ugh. anyway. 
Do you have any fun facts or trivia for us? I do, yes. This isn't necessarily like Boy Meets World trivia, but just for anyone who wants to know, because I was very curious about this, the poem that Mr. Feeney is reading to the class when Eric returns is The Cremation of Sam McGee yeah. by Robert W. Service. It was oh, published in 1907. It's a good poem. Yeah. I remember we studied it and studied it. I don't know if we studied it. I remember reading it in my seventh grade English I had never read it um, and or heard of it before today. It's so. a fun little, fun little, like, kind of limerick. It's just got a nice rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, you're rhyming a lot of E vowels, mm. so. Corey was getting into it, too. Yeah, it's a good poem. It's a little long, you know. I mean, we get just a snippet of it. It is a yes. long poem. So, you're disappointed. Yeah, I was a little disappointed to I agree, it is. But, but here's, in her defense... It's all new stuff to her. Yes. You know, like she has a great control over that which she knows and understands, Mm -hmm. but does not, you know, have have the means to handle these new things Mm -hmm. with which she's dealing. And it's one of those things where I feel as though this may have been truer in the 90s than it is now, but as far as being a woman in kind of a suburban setting, I feel as though there's so much pressure on you grow up you find that guy, mm-hmm. maybe you go to college if you would like to, um, go to college, find that guy, and get married and do whatever you can to maintain. Just uh, even the the whole, like, you have to consistently look pretty. There's a line in the, you're going to roll your eyes, but there's a line in the Legally Blonde musical where they say, mm-hmm. and so he does not roam, try not to look your age. Mm-hmm. And there's just that consistency throughout kind of time of, women being a little bit subservient a little bit being subservient to men sure and i feel as though she's falling into this trap when they have that conversation and she's like i don't have to be smart whatever Mm -hmm. and eric's like no 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 you you do like you have to and he kind of talks her down off the ledge a little bit which is good of him but i just i mean good on eric in this episode all around yeah like i mean beyond the fact that it would have been disgusting of him to in any way take advantage of yep. at 11 years old at 11 years not old, only does he like not take advantage of her he like tries his best to like set her straight mm-hmm. and is like no this but is in a very kind way right right, right. He's not he... i think there's a way that he could have handled it that could have gone so wrong which mm-hmm. i have personally experienced having sure. crushes on boys who are older than you and being completely rejected yeah that's never fun. Right, so he's I feel like as, kind to her. Yes. And like, it's, 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 he handled it's a, it very responsibly. It's a great Eric episode yes. all around. So. But what did we learn? Oh, yeah. Did, what, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to learn in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you've got great lessons about being, what am I, what's, what, is, what is it that Feeney tells Eric he became? A role model. Mm-hmm. There's strong lessons about being a role model and how quickly you may become a role model for somebody inadvertently. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric had no intentions of being a role model and no expectations of being one. But, it, you know, obviously he became one instantly upon being older and cool and stepping into this classroom full of impressionable 11-year-olds. And so, you know, I, don't, I remember when I was a, like a younger kid, uh, I have three older brothers. And so mm-hmm. sometimes if like one of my brothers came to my classroom... Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, because we often had a lot of the same teachers, and if it was this, that, or another thing, uh, it was always like really cool and exciting to have 
you know, an older student from the junior high or the high school come mm-hmm. down to your classroom and talk about something. So yeah, you know, that the, the idea is about the responsibility you have to be aware of when you're in a setting of people that may look up to you, even if you don't think you're worth being looked up to. I feel as though I hear that a lot from celebrities, uh, especially younger celebrities, kind of celebrities that are our age. Mm -hmm. It's often in um, quite a few documentaries I hear repeatedly. I never asked for this. I never asked to be a role model. I never wanted to be a role model. Yeah. But you get to a place where, yeah, inadvertently you become one. Right. I mean, even to a very small level, I went back to my high school after... I graduated and was choreographing for the musicals and I had no idea that I was a role model for these kids. Mm -hmm. I was talking all about college life and how fun it was to party and how exciting it was to have like a college boyfriend and that kind of thing and didn't even realize that I was making an impression on these kids until the director pulled me aside and was like, you should probably stop talking about (laughs) how great college is to these high schoolers, especially in such a conservative setting since I was at back at my private Christian school. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't like, I thought it, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was cool and they asked. And so I told them without thinking, Oh, they might Oh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. And you don't realize that the interpretation and the presentation of this information matters. Correct. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting too. Like I I like what you brought up about the idea of celebrities inadvertently Mm -hmm. becoming role models to young people because with the internet and Instagram and things like that, it's so, so easy much. to be a young person and to be inspired by somebody you see all the time who is successful in something you care about to model their behavior or mm-hmm. their words or anything like that. So yeah, it does. Unfortunately, being a celebrity, you are then, I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, I guess it depends on who you are. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I think there is a level of, suckiness to that because you can't then be a normal person right in a sense of if you yeah if you fuck up you've got millions of eyes on you watching you fuck up it's true it's true and you don't get a pass because that's instant judgment from everyone because they don't know the whole story Mm -hmm. and how could you possibly explain the whole story to a bunch of 11 year olds it's true beyond the the role model lessons that we learn about there's also the idea of just like growing up and changes uh yes thank you that's what i was after (laughs) which i think you know it's it's funny how late to the party Corey is Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh in in this class obviously you know minkus is over here uh having feelings and topanga is showing feelings and by the end of the episode sean is interested in the new girl yep and Corey is still very much so playing with his Transformers in yep. the backyard. <laughs> uh, I think that's part of Corey's character that they really amped up was the fact that he's kind of late to the party on a lot of things. Right. Especially once we get into the further seasons and he starts comparing himself to Sean and yeah. how Sean is more advanced in the field of dating and whatever. And mm-hmm. he feels very inadequate when it comes to that kind of thing. So I feel like this is a... these. This episode and and the next episode as well, I feel, are good, good setups for the future mm-hmm. for Boy Meets World. Because mm-hmm. we're halfway through the first season, and we're I'm sure at this point they probably knew that they were getting a second season. Yeah. So they were like, we got to set up some good stuff for round yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. These are good episodes that you could that they 
I don't know that they ever really do, but it would have been strong callbacks mm-hmm. to things that happened in this episode and that they're not like they, they stand on their own, but mm-hmm. they also are clearly about like a longer progression of like people grow up. Yes. You know, and that idea. And of, you're growing up and right. we're going to watch we're gonna that keep happen. That going. <laughs> yes. What about you? Anything else that you took away or learned in this one? That was kind of my, uh, what I learned was just, or what I took away from it was growing up and navigating new emotions is very hard, but we should always continue talking about it. So for yeah. example, Eric was like, I don't want to bum him out with all that stuff, but they need to know mm-hmm. that. I mean, when you're 11, you have no idea what you're going to go through. You think, you know, everything, whatever you're, right. you think you're the smartest. And then we get into this whole big ballpark of new feelings and new emotions and my body is changing and everything's happening. And that can be so scary, especially when there isn't really a dialogue about it. I know so many people, especially, well, especially, I know a lot of young girls who didn't feel comfortable even talking to their mom about having their first period. Yeah. And that's so upsetting to me because I felt so comfortable talking to my mom about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Both my parents, I felt very comfortable. But I know a lot of people who didn't. And mm-hmm. I think that dialogue needs to stay open. Yeah. I think we've done a good job of opening it up in the past, I don't know, 10 years, something like that. Especially mm-hmm. through, I feel, social media. Mm-hmm. People being able to relate to other people on social media, even if they don't know them personally. Just having knowing of another person who experiences that without having to necessarily meet them face-to-face and have a conversation about it is a little bit comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, yeah, just keeping that dialogue open for young kids and for adults to be okay with talking about this stuff to small kids and not right. thinking that they are in any sort of way. What is the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say deflowering. That's not the word I'm looking for, but uh, desensitizing sure. or Exposure is different. I mean, like you need to be exposed to things. It's like being an infant. You have to be exposed to bacteria and things like that to gain, you know, resistance. And the best (laughs) way to do it is talk about it in a controlled and responsible environment instead of drugs are, here's the thing about drugs and we're going to have a controlled and responsible discussion about drugs. So Mm -hmm. you don't go get into a party situation. Someone lays out a line of cocaine and they're just like, have fun. And you're like, I don't know what this is. Why not? All my friends are doing it. Right. No, if you already know and you're already aware, then you can make an informed decision of whether or not you want to do cocaine based on a conversation you've already had, not based on peer pressure, not based on, you don't know what it is, not based on everyone else is doing it. Sure. You have all of the information and you're able to make an informed decision. Sure. And I, I love the, the approach Eric takes to, his return in the classroom. Yes. Where, you know, it's, he's, you know, yeah, take, take points to Minkus. You smoke? No. Now she smokes. Oh, great. I love to smoke. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's such a fun, like it's a great little bit, but it also, it, it I mean, it, it's such a good way to drive it home. You mm-hmm. know, the ideas of these of exposures and peer pressures that they're gonna, that young people will face. I remember my very first encounter with drugs, basically, and alcohol. And I was, I think I was like 13 and I had a friend who smoked weed and just like, he was coming over to my house to hang out and he just brought weed with him. Uh-huh. Uh, and he like took this little Ziploc bag out and like pointed, like put it in my face. And I was like, what the hell is that? What's going on? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I panicked about it. Uh, cause I, like, I didn't, I don't know. I hadn't, hadn't been exposed and he was a friend of mine yes. and I didn't end up smoking weed that day, but you did not? I did not. Mm. No. 
How old were you when you first smoked weed? Uh, I was in college. We don't have to put this in. I'm really just curious. Oh, I don't. Well, I always tried smoking weed like twice in college, and I didn't inhale right at either time. Mm. Um, I don't know. I was like 20, 19, something like that. I had like this vendetta against weed when I was uh, like 17 to like 19 because I was dating a girl who like smoked a lot of weed and it bugged me. And then, and then like she cheated on me and tried to say that like we were high and I was like, okay, well. That's, Unacceptable. That Absolutely. Unacceptable. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had wow. this vendetta like uh-uh. against weed and now I'm like, it's going to be legal in Illinois in January. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, that's true. How old were you when you first smoked weed? I was 20. Yeah, I was like 19 or 20. I, I was, was 20. I was with Hannah the first time I smoked weed. It was right before... Hannah's my roommate, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it was right before I moved to Chicago, actually. I came mm. up for a visit mm-hmm. with a friend of mine, and uh, she had started when she moved to... Col- I'm, I'm not going to say her name. Sure. But she had started once she started college. Mm-hmm. And so I came up, and uh, we were hanging out and she was just like yeah we should totally try it and I was like uh, yeah sure why not I've been exposed to it before that so like I knew I knew the drill yeah but sure I just had never tried it personally so yeah I'm not really into smoking very much I don't like smoking in general I used to smoke cigars in college too for a like a hot mm-hmm. 2.5 there was a stretch of like junior year cigars <laughs> are more I was of very a, into smoking cigars they're a very um, celebratory thing for me I see that's now I like very I only am interested in smoking a cigar and like a special occasion it has been a long time I think mm-hmm. if I smoked a cigar now honestly I'd probably like start to feel a little sick because it's been such a long time mm-hmm. um just like smoking in general the act of bringing smoke into my body I'm not mm-hmm. like nuts about that's um, how I feel about cigarettes but here's oh, the thing. Yeah. When I get drunk, I like to smoke cigarettes. Oh, really? And I've so then never... I'll wake up and I'll be not just hungover, but I'll also just feel gross from the fact that I smoked sure. a cigarette. And I'm like, who let me do that? <laughs> who let me do that? I have never smoked a cigarette. Ever? Never. Don't do it. Thanks. It's not I, worth oh, it. Oh, I have no interest. Here's the thing. I've never been interested in it. Everyone's like, smoking cigarettes is so cool. Whatever. And it does. I don't think anyone's like that anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> But especially like in this episode, sure. that kind of thing. In the 90s, yeah. And it, cool, uh, there's not, I will say when you first start smoking, there is a level of, I feel really cool. Yeah. But the way that it makes you feel on the inside is so much worse than any, fe- there's sure. so many other things. <laughs> Put on a leather jacket and wear some <laughs> aviators and then you'll feel cool. I mean, and I used to feel cool when I smoked cigars. Don't sometimes. have to fill your body with nasty things too. To, in order to feel cool as far as cigarettes go sure. smoke just, as much weed as you want no one's died from that <laughs> it's not killing you it's not killing you so. yeah no i uh no i just never never smoked cigarettes mm, I, good for you i'm proud i was never interested and that was another thing like plenty of opportunity to do so uh oh yeah i just never well the opportunity is always at the end of I, your at the end of your fingertips because all you have to do is ask for it now because you're 21 so you can just get a pack Oh yeah, I mean, I remember when I turned like when I turned eighteen, I went and I bought a lottery ticket. Like, I didn't buy cigarettes, <laughs> bought a lottery ticket. No, didn't win anything. Yeah. But of course. So anyway, so what, here the crazy thing about when I turned this is so a side note, and I'll probably Whatever. cut a lot of this. But when I the funny thing about me turning eighteen and then twenty one, when I turned eighteen, someone bought a lottery ticket for me. <laughs> And when I turned 21, my parents got me a bottle of wine. And I was like, no, no, the whole point of these things is that I can now do them 
why are they being bought for me still like I'm 17 and 20? I don't right. understand. I still enjoy them. Don't get me wrong. But I sure. thought it was funny. So on my 21st, I was stuck at a, um, it was a, a retreat. I was a, a president of a student organization in college. Oh. And every pres- a, a, every student organization had to send a representative, preferably their president, to this retreat mm-hmm. that was before the semester started. That was all about like student organization stuff in order to be eligible for funding from the campus. And it happened to be like, it was like a, you would get there on like a Friday night, be there all day Saturday and then like mm-hmm. go home on Sunday. My birthday was that Saturday. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm literally out in this like retreat with a bunch of student organization presidents that I don't know. Cause like 90% of them are Greek related like mm-hmm. organizations or like academic, like, you know, math and science orgs. Yeah. Uh, it's so, like all these people I don't know <laughs> and, and there's like, you know, no alcohol permitted in wow. this retreat that we're at or anything. So I got back the next day now I'm 21 as of the last 24 hours. It's like a Sunday at 2 p.m. And I grabbed my friends. I was like, well, I guess we'll go and get lunch and I'll order a drink at it now. <laughs> and that's the exciting and will, 21st And then I'll go home day. and unpack and we'll move on with our lives. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like drinking was new to me. So mm-hmm. it didn't. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I had been drinking since I was like 15. In yeah. a controlled environment. In the house. Yes. At holidays. Same. Mm-hmm. Until Same. I was like 17. Then it was not in controlled environments and not in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. You know, you gotta, you gotta fall over a couple of times. You gotta learn somehow. I <laughs> anyway. feel like we need to, yeah. That, mm. well, and that's another thing along the same lines of like growing up and navigating and having an open dialogue is we need to be very forgiving when they do make mistakes. Young people when are young gonna people, fuck shit up. Yeah. It's just and gonna that's, happen. That's fine. And they we need should, to let them They should make be allowed mistakes. to fuck some shit up. They shouldn't get away with fucking no. shit up. There no. are still punishments and, and, you know, like... And if it's illegal, then punishment as then, like, I had a friend who, I think I've talked about this before on the show, I had a crush on a guy who would go to football games and drink when he was, like, 17, 18, Mm -hmm. and drive home. And Ah. if he got caught, he deserved to be caught, and he deserved to whatever he got, because you, you should not... You can fuck up as far as not putting, only putting yourself in danger. <laughs> Put you yourself in danger. Put when you're putting others in other danger. Other people in danger. That's yes. when you know you're royally fucking agreed, up. Agreed. Agreed. You can have fuck ups that endanger yourself. When you endanger others, you're too far. That's when you need to reevaluate Drink too what much, you're doing. Throw up, pass out. That's yeah. fine. Do all that. But as long as you're Don't drive. on the ground <laughs> and not behind the wheel of a car. Right. Absolutely. I'm all about anyway. young people fucking up. Go yes. on. <laughs> world <laughs> is a show about a, a young show? person who fucks up <laughs> yeah i mean quite a quite a few times 22 times a season <laughs> but yeah pretty much but i did say this or i made a note of this that they talked about like what they did over the weekend and sean goes i sold blood and i'm like okay this is starting to set up for sean's whole like his whole kind of I don't want to say trailer trash persona, but sure. that kind of vibe of where also now like what the hell does that in. even mean? I sold blood. Well, I'm thinking that his whole family now his dad's lost his job as we yes. found out a couple episodes ago. So now his whole family's trying to figure out like how they can help whatever. So I'm sure his mom took him to a blood drive. You you don't get paid for that unless you're in some shady places. Maybe. I was gonna say I think I know I do know someone who got paid to donate blood. However. It was like a college-funded organization. Maybe, it was through the college. <laughs> maybe there's something specific, but like American Red Cross, you don't get blood. Yeah. They do not pay you for blood. You can sell plasma, yes, which is what that. a lot of college students do for beer money, basically. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, you can sell plasma up to 
twice a week, I think. And depending on how much you weigh, they'll give you more money if you weigh more because they can get more plasma. Anything else before we move on to MVPs? Oh, Eric made another comment about his hair like he didn't take a ride in the dryer. He's like, yeah, I'm Corey's brother. I got the good hair. Oh, right, right, I'm like, right. no, you took a ride in the dryer. That's true. Also, Topanga, she's so responsible, so smart and whatever, and she leaves her notebook on the table for the boys to look at. It's a plot device. <laughs> Listen, that's plot not device. Topanga. That's all it's for. Again, very disappointed in Topanga in this episode. It's Leaving not, her notebook Topanga's behind. written kind of, she's written as the... I think if this episode had been written, if Topanga were more well-established at the time mm-hmm. that they wanted to do this kind of an arc, they would have just hired a different girl and had a, like, a random actress of the week yeah. do that, like her track, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is along the lines of like a di- getting a different actress in there or whatever. I di- this is the episode, the one episode where we hear about Topanga's sister. Right, with Nebula. Which is just a royal screw-up on the part of the show because... Sure. With Sean's sister, at least, we know it wasn't supposed to be him saying those lines. Sure, and we never see her. (laughs) Yes, this is an intentional screw-up on the show. Yeah, I mean... Intentional. No, I was going to say that they never, like, backtrack on that, but they totally do. Yeah, they 100% do. They totally make points about her being an only child Mm -hmm. and things like that. Oh, well, you know... And it's a shame, too, because the actress plays Nebula. Like, she's good. Yeah, she was very sweet charming it's like well cast in terms of like appearances to matching topanga she also handled the situation very well because she came in and said well Corey called about like she came right away Uh they topanga had just gotten there maybe 10 15 minutes prior and they had the conversation she comes right over to get topanga handles it very well Right. Uh, so she seems like a cool kid but yeah we like never see her bye (laughs) yeah who's your mvp eric yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel as though we'll get into uh, Eric will be a spotty MVP, but this is one of the ones. It's a good where... Eric episode. It's the first yes. really solid Eric episode. And again, I think he handles everything right. In he this does. Episode. He does a very good. He well, he responds very well to yes. his critic to Feeney's criticism. Mm-hmm. He responds to Corey's situation mm-hmm. well. You know, everyone responds that asks something of Eric, mm-hmm. he responds very well. Very well. Sans his initial meeting in yes. the classroom, obviously. Well, um, and I, I truly, though, I can't fault him for that because I would be the same way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to talk about the nitty gritty, the nasty, sure. the dark underbelly of junior high and high yeah, school. Yeah, when I think it's nice too when he when Feeney asks him about all these things, he says like, "I don't want to bring him down with that." Mm-hmm. It's not like a oh, I hadn't thought about that. It's yes. like no, it crossed like, my no. mind, but like they were having a good day, you know. Yes. I want to keep them light. Uh, so I w- I think yeah, that's almost it was a deliberate choice on his part to yeah. like play it light. Which in is their interest. Good and bad. Obviously, they need well to know intentioned. those things. Well intentioned. Yeah. 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 Good so, intentions. Eric is my MVP. Of Who's course. your MVP? Thinking, is it going to be Eric or Feeney? Because, you know, I mean, Feeney's not a big role in this one, but he does put Eric on track. It's Eric. It's Eric. It's, it's such an Eric <laughs> it's episode, Eric. you know? It's such a good Eric. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good episode for him. He gets to shine. He, he does to, get to shine. He gets to do his thing. It's one of those moments before he his character is dumbed up, dumbed <laughs> down a lot that we really get to see who he truly is as a person as opposed to the dumbed down version that we will later mm-hmm. come to still love. It's a great bet. Yeah. It's very good. It is. I don't know if they show this one on TV anymore. 
just because maybe not maybe because of the inconsistencies with Topanga's sister well I was thinking moreover with like drugs drugs alcohol Mm -hmm. now you're smoking cigarettes how do you like that you know all that a good Minkus episode too listen (laughs) real quick like on the sidebar I think that Minkus gets beyond getting shortchanged in all kinds of situations Mm -hmm. he gets cut out of the like possibilities of a life with Topanga too soon because he (laughs) is in love with her he makes her flowers out of origami. But she does not like him. And you know what? I think and that maybe she, she should maybe she needs to just like give him a chance. Oh my <laughs> oh. Justice Attack for Skylar. Justice for Minkus. Attack Skylar. No, 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 no. It's fine. I all I'm, <laughs> I listen, if Minkus had asked her on a date and she said yes and they went on one date and she didn't have a good time and they didn't want to go on any more dates, that's fine. But he is never but no, I guess not. She never. should also, she should also want to go on the date. Yes, if she, she should not go. Want to. She should not feel obligated to go on a date. Just with because him, he likes just her. Just because he You're likes right. her. You're right. Absolutely. So in the event that he were, in the event that this is two years now in the future, uh-huh. which we don't have Minkus in two years, but in the event that we're two years in the future, they're in high school and now they are going on dates, and he had asked her, and she'd be like, "Sure, why not? Let's just let's see how it goes." Sure, why I not? think Topanga would have said yes to Minkus. For, I think she for would at have. least one date. Yes. Because even, like, she accepts this flower with grace mm-hmm. and is very, like, consi- like she enjoys mm-hmm. it. And I think, as far as the relationship goes, I think that she would just enjoy being out with him as a friend. Yeah. I think that she, being who she is, would make it very clear that it mm-hmm. was just a friend thing. Mm-hmm. And in the event that things were to progress, she would be able to communicate that effectively. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Even if Minkus is like, oh my God, we're going on a date and we're in love and we're going to have babies, whatever. Mm-hmm. She would be very effective in saying, no, you need to slow your roll. This mm-hmm. is just like a friend thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think because she's a good communicator, I think it would be fine. Yeah. However, she should not do it because she feels obligated. She should have, she has no obligation to do so. I just think that it's in Topanga's character that she would that accept she a would. date with yeah. Minkus. I, I would, I yes. would agree with that. Because even like if you think about um, when they go to prom, and that the the boy that thought that he was going mm. to prom with Topanga, she's like still like mm-hmm. sweet, like no, he need like we need to make sure that like he's having a good time too. Yes. So she's just a kind human. And did he ask her and she said yes? Well, there's like it's the it's a whole misunderstanding kind of thing where he thinks that he asked her and she said yes. Oh. But it's really more of just like, Hey, are you going to prom? And she's like, Yeah. And he says, Oh yeah, like and that, like, that, that's kind of... Okay, you're right. And that's, you're like, right. now we're going on together, kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's it's the whole classic misunderstanding bit. Yes. Um, that's not to say that you should feel obligated to fulfill somebody's romantic desires because you're nice. Well, again, she <laughs> because she is able to effectively communicate, oh, that's not what I meant, but we're going as a group anyway because it's the four of them. Right. And then she's like, well, why doesn't he just join the group? I don't, it's his prom night too. Like right, he should right, not right. feel left out and right. n- in no way, shape or form does she lead him on or right. does she say this is a romantic thing yeah, for yeah, us? Yeah, I think yeah. she again does a good job in communicating. You can join us as a group, right? but I'm still here with my boyfriend who's right here. Right. What's his name? Howie? Yeah. Yeah. Howie. <laughs> oh, Howie. Oh, Howie. See, that should have been Minkus. Although it wouldn't have nearly been, it wouldn't, the situation would have been totally different. Yes. Minkus. But maybe funnier. Anyway, doesn't matter. Different, but still great. Different, but still great. All right. Any, uh, we've already talked a little bit about Nebula and that inconsistency there. Any others? Uh, Any mistakes, inconsistencies we need to 
drop on this one? I think everything was pretty solid. I, Other than the obvious Nebula stuff. Yes. Otherwise. Yeah. Like I said, I think this is a great episode to set up the future for these characters. Sure. For instance, Sean. Yeah. Falling for the girl on mm-hmm. the way to the principal's office right, and right. showing Topanga's emotional maturity as way superior to the boys. Well, and even the fact that uh, like Eric comes in and is like, you're going to be going to John Adams High next year. It's mm-hmm. like setting up literally, this is the school when you, go- yeah. Yeah. This when is did your high school go. start? What grade? We didn't start until ninth grade. My high school was also ninth grade. We... But I know my cousin's high school was seventh through twelfth. I know that somebody, one of my relatives... Maybe my mom or my dad, one of the two, maybe one of my aunts or uncles, whatever. They did seventh and eighth merged, still junior high, but merged mm-hmm. with the high school. Might have been my dad. Yeah. Merged with the high school, but still ju- considered junior high. Sure. Yeah, yeah, my cousins in New York, so. their their high school was like seventh through twelfth. That's so strange. It's a long time. That is a long like, time. Six years worth of students. Like it's just a big conglomerate too. Yeah. You've got eighteen year olds and yeah. twelve year olds in the same school environment. It's a little you know? too much. That's too much at once. It's a big spread. I do feel though. I mean, I not necessarily that I was robbed of that experience, but whatever. Going to the same high school all or going to the same school from K through twelve. I, I knew I had classmates that I went to kindergarten with that I graduated high school with and we never had any we had kids transfer in but we never had any sort of like we didn't merge with other high schools it was the same oh yeah my, my freshman year of high school we had like an influx of several elementary and mm-hmm. middle schools feeding into it um, uh, public school public school. school baby mm. tons of fun in the public school Oh, yeah. I'm there were sure. all kinds of great events that happened in public school. Things that I didn't really know as much about at the time. Hard to believe, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I to, wouldn't I know. I kind of thought I was We didn't cool, even have but... school dances, so. All right. Go home. Spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> yeah. Spay and neuter your pets. Um, that's it, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, for this episode. Um, Thanks for listening. You can yeah. follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're all over the place. At the Feeny Call Podcast. Yeah. At gmail.com is at also gmail.com. a thing. Uh, send us an email or a message. Yes. Like our stuff. Share Please it. Do. Tell your friends. And one day, we'll sell you a Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. That's sure. <laughs> oh, you know what else? Oh, we also won trivia. Yes, so we are officially Boy Meets World experts. We won as Boy Meets World by trivia. the Carbon Arc Bar in uh, Chicago, Illinois. It's true. We only missed what two questions? Yeah, we only missed two questions out of six rounds. Mm-hmm. Five questions per round. Yep. 30, 30 questions plus and a half time and a final. Some bonus questions too. Yeah, we did get some some bonus points. So in there. we are you are listening Certified. to the best of the best. <laughs> just saying, it's true. It's true. Uh, We'll go ahead. The two questions we missed were, what is the name of the trailer park Sean's family lives in? Which is the Pink Flamingo, we found out. Uh-huh. And what was the other question we missed? The other question was the game show that they... Oh, no, we got those three. Question. We got the... Th- oh. Well, but the bonus question was, it started out as The question like was, what are their names? And then show. the bonus was, what's the name of the show by the end? Which was, huh, that's cool. Right. But that wasn't when we... We missed a question in a round also. Oh, oh, oh. It was, uh, why do Corey and Topanga break up at, in season oh, three at, uh, right, after right, right. the dance there? Um, right, right. Which is that Corey says, I love you. 
Yes. It was a complicated question. Well, that wasn't the one after the dance. I was thinking of a completely different one. The one after the dance, they break up because they do want to see other people and they need space. The first time they broke up is because they're at Chubby's. They're playing. This is shortly after they start dating. Uh They're at Chubby's. They're playing pool. They uh-huh. sit down. He says, I love you. And she's like... Oh, so that's not after the That's date. the one where he sneaks into her bedroom. He gives her his jean right, jacket. Right, And he sneaks into the bedroom. And he sneaks and into the bedroom and has that whole conversation about... She's like, I don't even know if I know what love is. And that whole thing. That's oh, right. their first time. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then they break up at the dance and mm-hmm. then he goes to Disney World to get her back. Yes. All right. So we missed that one. And then they break up. Why because... do Corey and Topanga break up for the first time? And yeah. it was that Corey says, I love you. We, we were on the second time. We were. We, we jumped ahead. Yeah, we jumped ahead. Well, and it's because they didn't, I, they kind they, yeah, I guess it's they fine. broke up. Whatever. It's, it's all technical. Those were the two questions we missed. So. If you knew the answers. Good on you. you can host the podcast. Right. Uh, we cool. did have someone say on our Instagram, I bet I know more. And I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> Bring it on. Sure. Touch gloves. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything all else? All right. No? no, I think that's it. Great. Class dismissed.